Hello, and welcome back to the Performance Cycling Podcast. I'm Todd Norwood here with my co-host, Jason Hammond, and this is a Lab. Jason, what are we talking about today? Hey, Todd. Today we're talking about a pretty cool research paper, and the research paper is in the show notes. We're talking about a research paper that discusses the unique difficulties of researching elite athletes. And I believe the researcher, the author, was uh, pretty prominent in researching Olympic level athletes and commented on some of the difficulties, just gave some insight into the, the world of these elite level athletes. And so it could be insightful into some of the stuff we've talked about in the past and also maybe why a lot of research is on you know active people instead of you know the world-class level and uh, sort of as a warning this was a very statistics heavy paper so hopefully fingers crossed i got the right statistics out of it and um, it's very dense and we're only going to talk about one portion of it now but we're going to talk about within athlete variation and specifically the topic that the author mentioned was there's this variation in 100 meter runners and specifically in the 1997 Grand Prix events, which is a series of events, basically a season for 100 meter runners. And they looked at the performances of individual runners and they noted that there was a plus or minus 0.09 second, nine hundredths of a second difference between an individual athlete's performance on you know, any given day in that season. So maybe they'll be 0.09 seconds faster, 0.09 seconds slower compared to this average time that they had. And basically there's this concept called the coefficient of variation. And that's the, it's a number that represents the amount of variation in performances. And so they actually saw across all these runners that it was about 0.9% up or down in variation. So for a given day, you know, if we round that just to 1%, the athlete will do 1% better, 1% worse. And it's interesting because we know caffeine is a 3% improvement in performance. And so you can compare the coefficient of variation to potential performance benefits. And so we have this idea that caffeine is a 3 CV, 3 coefficients of variation improvement in an athlete's ability to perform the task. And so one question that a researcher would have is what percent change in performance equates an increased chance of winning? So say you pick an athlete from this elite race, if you improve their chances of winning by 10%, they're definitely going to win. It's so competitive. A 10% increase is huge. They're, they're going to walk across the line as everyone you know, is, is 10 meters behind them. At the same time, if you see a half a percent improvement, is there a difference? Maybe not. It may be the exact same result. Even if you know your athlete ran half a percent faster, it might not be enough to give them an additional place. And so these researchers chose this 10% increase. What they did was they chose a 10% increase in likelihood of winning as the smallest increase in the chance of winning. And so, for example, if you're the 10th best runner in a race, this was their example, you have a 1% chance of winning because other athletes are just faster than you. You're the 10th fastest. This 1% chance would be everyone else has the worst performance in their coefficient of variation and you have your best performance, which is a very unlikely scenario. But in that scenario, you win the race and that's your 1%. And 
Basically, if you want to increase your chances of winning to 11%, you get a plus 10% chance of winning, you need to improve your performance by 1.3 times your coefficient of variation. And keep note of that number, 1.3 times the coefficient of variation increases your 1% to 11%, which that's pretty good. And if we compare that to the best runner, who historically in Olympic events, Olympic running events, has a 38% chance of winning. So the best runner historically over the past season actually only has like 38% chance of winning. And if we want to raise that chance to 48%, you only need to see a 0.3% or sorry, 0.3 times coefficient of variation increase. And so the idea here is, if you're very fast, the ability to further secure your chances of winning is small. You don't need to do that much to say, okay, I'm definitely gonna win. And so you only need a 0.3 times your coefficient of variation improvement to see to secure that first place. Whereas the person who is 10th best needs 1.3, so four times as much improvements over their coefficient of variation to, to go from 1% to 11%. One more point is that this 10% increase in performance that we're using as this metric equates to a 25% greater increase in the gold medals for your country if your sports scientists are able to elicit that 10% increased chance of winning. This is a double-sided coin though because the best runner, they could decrease their chance of winning by 10% by only dropping off 0.3 times their coefficient of variation. And so being at the top, being the very best runner, it's you don't have to improve that much to secure your place, but if you drop off not very much, you lose your first place as well. So it's this double-sided coin of being the best. It's very easy to be overtaken because you don't you only need to drop off a little bit in performance, and it's also very easy to secure your place. It's it's like a very tedious relationship. Todd, what do you make of this? You know, I think especially in 100 meter running, it's such a tight race that that little that little difference makes a huge difference in terms of who crosses the line first. But I think what you're saying, what I'm hearing is if you're at the top of your game, you're looking for small improvements. Now, of course, the 10th best runner in Olympic race is still pretty darn fast. But relatively speaking, if you're not at the top of the heap, you're looking for bigger improvements and maybe there are some bigger improvements out there to be found. You don't have to squeeze out every last drop, but you can look some other places, maybe in your training, your performance, your athletic development, what have you, to squeeze out these big gains rather than trying to scrutinize over every last watt, which it would be in our case as cyclists. That's absolutely right, Todd. And that's the big takeaway here is if you're the 10th best, if you're a bit slower in your field, you need big improvements to start seeing increases, real increases in your chances of winning. And if you're very good, you you need smaller increases. And so most of us listeners, Todd, you and I both as well, we should be looking at not one, two, three percent improvements. We should be looking at 20, 30, you know, 10, 20, 30 percent improvements. And that's because we're not first. We're closer to that 10th place runner. That's the takeaway here. That's sort of the lesson from elite sports is we need to go big picture, especially because we're relatively untrained compared to Olympians. And it's important to emphasize big picture. We want to see big improvements. And I wrote down like a short list, even simple stuff, consistent training. That's going to improve your ability by 10, 20%. If you lose 10% of your weight, 
which I did that for the previous season. And I saw a 10% increase in my VO2 max right away. And these sorts of big changes in your training, in your lifestyle, they will cause big improvements in your performance. And when you're less well-trained, you need that to see a difference or to gain an advantage over your field. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. So we, we should all focus on the basics and maybe it's those things that are going to yield performance. And once we have those all dialed in, then we can worry about the last gram or the last watt. Absolutely. And that's, you know, now I'm going to get on my personal soapbox. There are a lot of amateur athletes who argue about which brand of wheels you should buy. From our aerodynamics episode, we know helmets, in terms of aero helmets, there's a 3% difference between the different aero helmets. And also the helmet doesn't make much of a difference relative to your whole body. And so there, there are people arguing about this 1, 2, 3% improvements and they're hemorrhaging a 10 or 20% improvement somewhere else. And so if we're looking to improve, especially because we are not Olympic level, we should be looking at big improvements and big changes and uh, keeping the eyes on the prize and not getting bogged down with these small incremental changes. And, you know, cycling marketing really wants you to sort of obsess over these wheels or that and big picture, big improvements. That's really what we, sh we should be focusing on. And, and then when we're cat ones or, you know, domestic pros, then we can start to say, well, that 3% improvement would be pretty nice. So that's all we have for the pre lap today. Get out there and go ride your bike.